Normally in our First Nation culture, we don't identify as carers and taking care of our families here now or by distance is what we do and have done. And we never ask for help due to past trauma. Our mobs describe what rivers they have followed or lands they have lived their footprint on, their connection to country and how they've been caring for many generations past and present. Our mobs also talk about how they look after their own health and relationships, stay connected to their culture and to their spirits to keep their identity and dreaming alive. They all tell their stories with passion, sadness and to teach other carers what they do to survive as they have done for many generations. In these stories, you will find the healing power of listening and connecting and individual strengths. Holding on to that hope as you find one way of sharing common grounds. Welcome to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts, hosted by me, Benny Egmelis. We have another guest today, so thank you very much for coming in, Deborah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Benny. How are things? Not too bad. It's a good day today. Oh, good, good. First question we always ask for our guests. Who's your mob and where are you from? Okay. Currently living in Canberra. Uh, I'm a Koori from down the south coast in New South Wales, Nowra area, Ewan country, my father's side, and my mother's from western New South Wales. Um, she was from Brewarrina. Oh, Brewarrina. West full of the fisheries. So all my mob are from are the Edwards from Berkway, so pretty close. Yes. Um, Burke, uh, Edwards, and you've got Orchards, uh, Knights, it's all more about that way. You always got to check out. Hey, I've, yeah. I've been in, I remember one time I was sitting in a business meeting and we were talking to this other fellow across the table doing business. And after about a year of talking and doing business, we found out we was cousins, you know. <laughs> That's how big our family was. We didn't know. Yeah. So Yeah, because from Brewerina, my mother was a Gordon. All right, a Gordon. Father down the coast, south coast, New South Wales, Chapman. Right, eh? Yep, yep. Two big families. I got a mate. He, he always when he's when he's sort of uh, you know meeting new women. That he always does his. He calls it black ground checks. That's good. You want to know who, who's your mob, where you're from, what's your totem? Has to. <laughs> People move around too. Yeah, right. He goes. He goes. Too he, careful, you know. He reckons he's a private eye investigator. Yeah, then that's, that's eh, for a minute. It's really good. <laughs> I like that. Now look at. Tell us a bit about your, your journey, your story. I mean, it's really important to hear. Okay. got three children um, for the caring. I mean, I always cared for someone in the family. In the younger years, I cared. For, I helped with my twin sister because she was ep- epileptic oh, really? during school. So I always was there for her. That was sort of a caring role. And also with your uncles, you help them as well, you know, in the caring role. They yep. might, you know, drank too much or something, so you help them get home, you know, yes. through the park sort of thing. So yeah, you make yep. it home safely. So we always look after someone and, you know, our grandparents. It's very much us as, as a mob, you know, like yes. we just don't have to think about it. We just do it. That's, That's right. It's uniquely yes. us. We care for each other. Mm. And even mob who's not even in the family, like if you just, if you're associated with us, yeah. if you're one of us, yeah. hey, you got you're your back. part of us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. After each other. So who do you care for? Um, my son, Sam. Samuel, we call him Sam. Sam is now 19, disability, um, autism and intellectual disability since he was probably two years of age and mainly nonverbal. So there was a lot of, through the years, there was a lot of, lot to learn quickly. Yeah, wow. Tell us about that learning, you know, like is it just how to communicate? 
with him. Um, and how, how do you do that? Yes, it was, we had to learn how to communicate to Sam, how to reach out to him without being too noisy, too loud, yep. and to see if he understood us and to get the cues from him, how he's feeling. He's, you know, upset, angry, scared, that sort of thing, because he was mainly nonverbal. So we had a close relationship with him and we sort of lived in a bubble. So he didn't go out much because it was too scary, the environment for him. It was too loud, mm. too much noise, too many lights. So it was sort of like we lived in a bubble for most of his life. I was thinking about our mob because we're noisy, loud mob, eh? You know, yeah. like when we come in, eh? When you walk through the door, hey, your mob, where are you from? Yeah, so we had yeah. to sort of change that. Yeah, well. We had to be more, live in isolation and in a bubble so that we could best care for him, get to know him, care for him. And I think as he got older, teenage years, we, we ventured out with him. So it took a good 10 years in that bubble. Right. And how did he handle it? Good. Yeah, he did. I mean, he went to school, childcare. He's always been in the system. Childcare at early age, schooling, primary, high school, in the special um, disability schooling yep. system. He got a bus to school. So he learnt at his own pace. He always had therapy. So, you know, he sort of went with, along with his journey with that and worked around him. Mm-hmm. He was a centre of the family. So we both, husband and I both worked and I had other children to put through school. So we just, it became first nature that we just worked around Sam. Yeah. You know, yeah. we might it might have taken a bit longer to do things, a bit difficult to, to tweak things, the challenges, but we eventually got there, you know, to work and stuff. It just takes a bit longer to do. You know, when I see around our mob, perseverance, resilience, mm-hmm. it's such a big thing in yes. our, our community, you know. Um, you hear it back, you know, from when I used to listen to my nan and that talk yarn up about the old days, you know, when they were under the act. And they used to talk about, you know, uh, doing things to make sure that they weren't removed or taken. Yes. And I think about far out resilience is such a, a, a strong yes. thing in our community, handing that down. It is. And, and I could see that, you know, in your situation, that resilience in our yeah. cultures is such yeah. an important thing. Yeah, it's certainly helped. Like we're very resilient. We survived the trauma in mm. the past and even the trauma with Sam's disability. You know, it is, we were traumatised by that, right? Yeah, no. Never give up on him, the love that we have for him. Yeah. Like, you know, we always cared for him no matter how hard it was. You know, he's a son. He's, he's got a brother and a sister and so we're just there to help him no, ma- no matter how long it took and what sort of trauma we all went through yeah. to help him because he can't help it yeah. that he's disabled, you know. That, that he may be aggressive at times, mm. act out. It's not his fault. Yeah. So we just patient and resilient and show love. What are some of the challenges, I guess, you face on a day-to-day basis? I mean, you mentioned a few, um, but as a, as a carer in this sort of situation, what, yeah. are, what are you facing on a daily? Stick to the routine. We're time poor as carers, so re- really got to stick to a, a routine no, um, because there's a lot to do each day to help him, remind him to get up, have a shower, have breakfast, drive him to his um, day programs and all that sort of stuff. So we're on a schedule. So I can't afford to, I guess as some carers might go down the, you know, they might be traumatised or depressed and they can't sort of do much. But for myself, I've got so much to do, I just roll up my sleeves and do it. I don't have time to go down the rabbit warren, whole, you know. There's too much to do. 
and we're time poor and this is the uh, the window of opportunity now. I guess uh, it, it really pays to have a supportive employer, I guess, around a lot of this stuff and yeah. being able to sort of adequately mm-hmm. talk to your employer about that so that there are those leniencies because, like you said, you're, you're on a time schedule, which is work in a nutshell, but then how do you manage all of that? Yeah. Things are lagging a bit. In saying that about employment, it's a two-edged sword, really. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't want to say too much to our employer. We don't want to... To be honest, I haven't shared a lot with my employer. I've worked in various agencies and when I did share with them, they they weren't understanding it in the early years. So I had to keep moving jobs, to be honest, to keep a job. So you don't want to say too much because you don't want to um, make the situation worse. So in in a lot of ways, if carers, especially myself, you try and hide things until you can't hide it. Do you know what I mean? There might have been on one occasion Sam was, was... acting out at after school care and was and the, the program coordinator rang and said, come and get your son, he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to tell my work now. Yeah. You have to tell them. And and, that, and they could use that against you. Like, why are you working? There was a comment. Why aren't you home? Well, I need to work. I need the money. You know, we still have to live. But it's a two-edged sword. Yeah, it's well. not easy to, to be open with the employer. A lot of them, to be honest, don't understand. Do you think I'm it, being honest. Yeah, look, I, I love that. And I think that's something we need to talk about around employers being sensitive to carers. I think that that's very important conversation that needs to be had. Employers being more sensitive to carers' um, home situation. Yes. Do you feel like it's changed over the years or you feel like, you know what, it's still the same, uh, still the same concerns? I think it's still the same concerns. I mean, employers in agencies, people don't really – care much they only care for the elderly elder parents and they care and that's later in their life yeah. you know not having a, not having a young child that you've got to care for for the duration of their life they outlive you a lot of carers in my experience don't work full-time or work part-time they don't especially black fellas they don't yeah. it's too hard too hard with our trauma our all the, the disadvantages that we've had in the past and we're still playing catch-up and it's very hard to be in in the workplace, you, you might get non-Indigenous carers who can do it. They get support. It's their system, right? But for our mob, you know, it's very hard. And a job does make a difference, whether it's a few hours a week, it, it gets you out of the house, you're networking with other people and you feel like you can do something for yourself. And I think working is very important. It's um creates a little bit of normality. I, I'd, I'd normality. see myself, I know, like, you know, recently going through some some challenges. It's that that work that helps normalise. Yes, you know your your um create some some sort of a life outside of the the, Monday, the home life. You know what yes. you've got to be doing at home. And I think I think that that aspect is so important. You know, like I think employers have a long way to go around how they support their staff. And 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 I think this is one area. Like, do you think education is the key for them? Like, just helping them be educated around. Yeah, yes, and I, I think it needs to come from their CEOs in their agencies or company that they need to start at the top and drill down with that. You know, yep, yep. a part of their culture should be diversity, inclusiveness. Absolutely. All I mean, peoples, right? They they do it. I mean, like there's a lot of focus around employing people with disability, but there's not really much focus I've seen for the carers You're of right. people with disability. You're right, Benny. That's, that's correct because there's a lot of – Help there, like through NGIS, all the help uh, is given to people 
with the disability, which is rightly so. I mean, I'm all for that, which is fine. But on the other, but for the carers like myself, no, we get left behind, we get forgotten, and we're, we're, we're invisible. I really hope that there's some real solutions that come out of it because I think even today in the podcast talking, I hope employers are listening and, and hearing these sort of challenges and I hope that they are starting to think about what they could do to help support carers. I mean, it'd be, I would love to see an employer actually do a bit of a tally poll or something and, and figure out how many people in my organisation are actually carers yeah. and, and think about like how many are carers, how do we support them? I bet you they'll all yes. come back saying yes. the same thing. Yes. That would be a shock as an employer to hear that yes. sort of response. That's right. And they'd get a lot from carers because we're resilient. We do our job well. You know, yep. we're grateful to be there. Absolutely. We're good, we're good for the business. Yeah, great. You know, I think. Love that. Well, we might have stumbled on a good solution there. Mm, it's good <laughs> because, I mean, you know, I've worked all my life to support my family because you have to. You've got to put a roof over your head. You've got to eat properly, you know, yep. get a car, all that sort of stuff. And also having one child with a disability or maybe two, depends, um, you've still got other children in the family that you have to get through school and support their yep. careers. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm happy to say that my daughter has been through, like, the private schools, the high schools and universities, and she's knocking on the door of doing medicine next year. Oh, wow. Okay? So, I mean, we're contributing to society, right? Absolutely. And so I can. it's important to support carers and their families because you might have a future doctor there, which in my case I do. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. So, you know, you want to help all your children, no matter what, what challenges they have, to be the best that they can be. And that's, that's all we ever want. That's incredible, eh, to think the flow and effect, you know, as an employer, creating opportunity for carers, supporting carers, yes. flows onto the children. Yes. They're, then that flows onto what they become. Yes. And, and the opportunities they're given as a result of employment. That's right. I remember, Change the world, you know. Yeah. I, I remember working in Aboriginal workforce development many years around HR. And they did this, they brought this study out about when you give an Aboriginal person a job or an opportunity, the flow-on effect is, is almost five times as much as, say, when you give a non-Indigenous person because of the, our community-based yes. living style. Yes. When you support me in an employment or a job, then I actually end up supporting aunties, uncles, cousins, true, nephews with true. my money. Yes. And that flow-on effect is, is so much bigger. The impact is so yes. much bigger. So that's um, right. That's very true. I mean, you, I do advocacy for that for my extended family. You know, because yep. you're always caring and giving support to them, and it's changed their lives as well. Because it's a flow-on effect. Well, I'll tell you now. I reckon, Campeiro, almost just before that, 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 you know what I? And then you get your sisters ringing up. Hey, fat boy, <laughs> fat boy. What which way? Any yeah. bungu? Any bungu? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. yeah. I'll <laughs> I'll either, oh, no. I won't even say hello, yeah. just say, hey, fat boy, any bungie. Right. You know what they're ringing, ringing, true that. Yeah. True that. It's true. But you know what? That's uh, funny. Well, I had this, um, I had a, when, I, when I married my wife, she, Marigi one now, like Marigi, so we say Marigi in the language, it means Gabba. Oh, right, yeah, Gabba, yeah. So we say Marigi or Migaloo. Mm. She, she had Marigi one, and, um, and she uh, didn't understand that giving oh. concept. And she said, "Are we gonna? Are you gonna give that money? In and are we gonna get it back?" And I said, "I said, no, don't. That's not our way, you know. Like, 
Oh, so I'm starting to come back? I said, that, 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 yeah. I said, <laughs> that whole no. keeping a tally thing is what creates trouble, you yeah, know. It does, I said, yeah, you either give it. problems. You got to give it, give it freely or don't yeah. give it at all, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You afford to not get it back and give, well, yeah. just give. Well, then, so she said, well, let's, let's put some, you know, let's, let's put something around it. So anyway, in our budget there, there's, you'll see there, Benny's family budget. Wow. And so there's a, on the site, that's it, right? And once it's gone, it's gone and it's first in best dressed. Yeah. You know? it, it's always, Benny, it, um, it's more blessed to give than receive. You know? True, true, right? true. You can't, you can't outgive God, you know. Uh, oh, absolutely. Very deadly, aren't Hey, you mob. Do you help support and care for your parents, your aunties, uncles, grandparents, cousins, siblings who live with a disability or a medical condition, including terminal and chronic illness, a mental illness or frail age? Carers ACT offer a range of supports and services designed to support, connect and empower First Nation carers in their caring roles and personal well-being with programs such as short-term replacement, in-home care and respite when you need to have a break or unexpected illness. Carers ACT offers counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. By working together, we help our First Nation carers feel relaxed and supported so they can keep leading fulfilling lives continue their caring relationships and maintain their sense of self and cultural connection. Carers ACT is the delivery partner of the Carer Gateway in the Australian Capital Territory. And if you want to have a yarn with our friendly First Nation worker, you can work together in finding how we can support you and connect you to culturally appropriate services. You can now call the One National Number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services and we want to support you through your caring journey. Tell us a bit about, you know, amongst all of this day-to-day grind, the day-to-day challenges, what sort of support do you get from Carers ACT or what sort of support do you receive? Yes, I get a lot of support from Carers ACT. I recently went on a two-day retreat in Canberra. That was very good. I try and go to courses. They have their care management plans, which are really good, and I've had assistance, you know, to help clean the yard up. Because my son was going through chemotherapy, so I was doing the yard. So we had assistance with take, doing the yard and cleaning it a bit and just offering support and that sort of stuff. So that was very good. It make a you massive know, difference, yeah. hey? It made like a difference. Just thinking about that, I was thinking, oh, wow. It really did. And it's very touching, you know. It made the world of difference. Care is took some more understanding. And if I need anything, I just need to just contact them. The Carer Gateway. Yep. Uh, and there's counselling, which I do to counselling from time to time. It's helped me. Oh, that, and that yeah. just comes around, you know, you yourself managing whatever's going on in yeah. your life, the yeah. competing priorities mm-hmm. and challenges. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, eh? That's, that's a real self-care yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it's self-care that we have to care for our health and well-being and that we don't become too overwhelmed by the challenges that we have and that you just do things bit by bit if it does, little chunks, you know, and there's always support there and just do the – things that are pressing for the day and then move other things for the other day and weeks, you know, you just do a bit of a plan so that you can cope with that. And it's important to um, go for a walk. I like walking. Me and my son walk, get in fresh air and do that for our health. We'll go for a ride in the car, you know. And with carers, carers they have the, those five-point plan to look after your health and well-being. Eat properly, go for a walk, reach out, network to people. You know, like networking, do activity, be creative, all these sort of things that there's there's five of them 
that I think about all the time, and it does help me keep me on track so that I don't you know, go too far off the path. Really can't afford to as carers to do that. Um, so it's a real good guide and a checklist. You need your um, carer carer checklist. Carer checklist. Yeah. That's and that you're going through and yeah. doing these things will help around sort of self care and that. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. great. And that, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you, I remember you, I heard you say there earlier, um, you know, you can't outgive God. That's something my grandmother used to say a lot. She was a, a woman of faith. Is, mm. is, does faith play a big role in, yes, it does. in your life? Every day. I pray every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah well. So for God to give me the strength to keep going and not, not to be afraid or fearful of anything, you know, because he's got it, you know. That's, a, that's something I've always… Um, faith, not fear. Yeah. That's something I've always I've wrestled with, the, the, the faith thing. I, I mean… I, I look at people of of faith and I and I admire people of faith because they have this ability to hold on to something even though they can't see it. It really is something that I, I sort of value a lot. Even myself, I'm not necessarily a person of faith, but I appreciate uh, being raised around that yeah. in that environment, how faith plays yes. a important role. And you're influenced by that and you know the truth and the seed was planted. You mentioned um, some stuff earlier about self-care, but what do you do? Outside of, you know, sort of the mundane that, that you do, you I mean you said you walk every day. Prayer is that another thing yes. that you do on a yes. daily. What else do you do to take yeah. self-care? Yeah. Like when I can return back to work, I, I like to employment yeah, great. of some sort. So keep working. And even if, you know, I retire in a few years, I still, I'm still active. I need to be doing something. I'd, yeah. you know, I'd volunteer. I'd go and do something somewhere. You know, I just can't sit idle. So I'd be looking at other opportunities. Good, good. You know, in the future to be busy because it says that people without a vision perish. Mm. You'd have a vision, get up and do something each day. What, what, what do you want to do? What's your goals? And it keeps you um, positive thinking. You know, and you have a you have a better, longer life and help people. Helping people is what I like to do. Serving. Yeah, that I, 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 whether you have a faith or not, really is an individual thing. Yes, but I do believe. Everybody should be active in some way in helping yes. some someone doing yeah. something. Yes, I, I just believe it's it's part of of humanity, you know. And I yeah. I remember listening to a TV series on Netflix. This coach of the South Boston Celtics uh, talks about this concept of Ubuntu, and it was an African concept where it it said, "I cannot be human on my own. I have to learn by the people around me to be human." And, and and I cannot be jealous of your success because in your success, my success comes. Like we yes. grow together, we, yes. we, we, we perish together, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yes. And in my father's culture up in uh, Mumbabram land, we have our own concept similar, Ita. For something to be Ita, it has to be alive but give life. Nothing can exist if it cannot give life. It has to be alive but it gives life, you know. So kangaroos Ita. It's alive but it can feed us. Us life, a spring, yes. water hole is life. But the concept goes down to the human being too. Yes, yes. They have to be eater, like mm. you have to be alive, but give life. So uh, I, I think about that always. We all help each other. No one's a sort of island on himself. Yeah. They need to connect with each other. Especially if you're a carer. Mm. If you're a carer, I would say you'd have you'd hit a breaking point, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're doing do. it on your own. Yes, yes definitely. Fall you'd over. Breaking point. Yeah, you'd fall over. And that's no good to anyone. It's like the glass half full. We need to make sure that it doesn't go under half. You can't give if you haven't got it. And I'd say with the caring role for my son, I've, I've been blessed and I've got so much more love from him than, than I've provided to him. I've got so much in return. 
you know, en- enriched, loving life that, that's meaningful. From oh, that's him. beautiful. Yes. Your son needs to have a chat with my son then. <laughs> <laughs> my son. My son plays Fortnite. Only time I hear from him is when he wants money. You know, and he's only he's only twelve. You know, Dad, I've got to buy this. I've got to buy this pack of Fortnite. Mm. It's a special pack. Look, Dad, I'll tell you what. What do you need me to do? What? Do you, and I made you go into you go into business mode then and try and broker a deal with me. That's good. Being business minded. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I said, well, how about you do something for someone else anyway? <laughs> um, you know, the year to come. Yep. Outside of. The care of What do you want to do? What's what's your aspirations? Your, your dreams? Okay, I'll probably return back to work soon in some capacity because my son's going back to the day programs. But in the future, I'd like to you know do some studies in the disability space. So maybe community support person. Yeah, great. To provide admin support to the caring community in the in the disability space. I'm sort of interested in in that base. Yeah, well. You know, some studies so I can sort of be more of assistance to the community. Yeah, that's Also for our Indigenous mob, you know. You could sort of have something available there. Because there'd be so many of our mob out mm. there, I reckon, mm. who are just carers. Yes. But have no idea no. What's, the, what's the supports available for yes. them. Yes. None. And because and, and you said, like, we grow up in that culture, mm. we just do it because that's what we do. Mm. We don't think that, oh, look, there's support out there and I'm actually a full-time carer or I'm actually mm. part-time carer. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't view themselves like no. that. They just see themselves as mob yes. and doing yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's fantastic to have more people yeah. like that where you're out there supporting mob, you understand it, you get it. It's funny. I remember speak, asking that question of another and they said, oh, look, I want to do something completely opposite to what I do with the carers. Yeah, which, is fine, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. You can do that as well. But it's really amazing. They either do something completely opposite or they go straight That's into right, it. Yeah. Or a bit of both, you know. It's interchangeable, really. This year, I want to sort of take my family down to the beach just before Christmas. We want to do that. Which beach on country? Yeah, yeah, down country. You and country. You and country, yeah. Down there. I went Rio's a bit further down, I think. Rio, yeah. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful beach. It is nice there, too. Stayed in the caravan. But then me and my, my son was listening in the tent there. We fell asleep and we set up the tent, you know, made a sort of thing of it. He loves it. And then I had to put up with these drunks sitting there, drunk and then carrying on in the background. I said, no, nah, no. Nah. bit unfair. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up having to get up and have a yarn. So mm-hmm. me and my son, they were very apologetic. And- <laughs> well, they don't. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Open very communication. Good. Communication breaks down barriers. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But we headed over that, over that, um, where we stayed in this caravan, we we. Pitch the tent and it's on this sort of sand dune, mm. and you walk up, go over the sand dune, and boom, Lovely. massive yeah. beach, massive yeah. beach. So healing in the water, isn't it? In the day, yeah. Oh. It's a beach or a river. It's healing. Get out on country, nature. In my mother's country, it's water holes. Mm-hmm. Whenever I just go water yeah. swimming in the water holes, and I got I took my young fella there to a water hole first time when we went back on mum's country, and he's used to beaches, flowing water, you know. <laughs> You're not used to that brown water, you know. <laughs> he looked and he goes, oh, what's wrong with it, Dad? I yeah. said, what are you talking about? Don't be respectful. <laughs> yeah. We're up swimming in the sea, right, yeah. jumping off them rocks up there. That's right, yeah. So uh, I had to slap him. Yeah, I said, get in there. Stop. Wake up to yourself. <laughs> so trying to harden him up a bit around it. But but then he goes up on the, his grandfather's country and it's all rainforest. Oh, yeah. Cold, freezing. Yeah. Oh. Well, finishing up, you know, you've got carers out there listening. 
would you like to say to them? You know, if if they're out there, they're, they're listening, they're on their own. Um, even if they're listening and they're they're supporters, like what would you what would you say? I'd say they're amazing, beautiful people. What you're doing is just beautiful. They're amazing, and the strength and the resilience that they have, making this world a better place. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. wonderful. And if um, they want to get support, what do you? Or if they're struggling, yeah. uh, what would you say to them? Contact your local carers organisation, and I point you in the right direction for supports. Yeah. It's important, eh, just to just to pick up the phone, yeah, give them a call, yeah, give them a call, ask them about anything, anything, anything. Yeah. Just start the process. Reach yeah. out. Because, like you said earlier, you know, like you, you must have rung up, talked about the yard, and then mob were able yeah, to help. I it straight away. I'm yeah. so happy and grateful. You never know what support you're going to get. Yeah. So I think, yeah. you know, the first step is just to ring up if you're on your own. Yeah. It's not weakness in any way, shape, no, no. or form. It's, it's strength. It's strength. It's strength. Absolutely. Strength and courage. Right? Strength and courage. Well, Art, thanks for coming in. Yeah. I really appreciate this. And um, Pleasure. all the best with it. And, yes. and thank you very much for, for, for coming in and sharing with us on the podcast. We hope Hope you listeners out there got a lot out of it today. So stay tuned for our next one and um, and be blessed. Talk thank, soon. Th- thank you, Benny. Bye, everyone. Well, another great chat with a First Nation carer in Canberra. And thanks to Carers ACT for making this yarn possible. If you are caring for a family member, a friend, a spouse, a neighbour, or someone who lives with a disability, a medical condition, including a terminal or chronic illness, a mental illness, or as frail and aged, then Carers ACT can help. That's right, Benny. Carers are unpaid help who support with daily living activities. And Carers ACT recognises and promotes the roles that carers have in our Canberra community. We offer a range of services designed to support, connect and empower carers in their caring roles and personal wellbeing with programs such as short-term replacement care, when you need a break, counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. Sounds great. How do the support services help? Great question, Benny. Our supportive programs are designed to build resilience and knowledge, offer stress management strategies, relax and re-energise your body, mind and provide a unique opportunity to connect socially with other carers. By working together, we can connect you to other carers, provide advice and guidance and give you a break when you need it so you can maintain your caring relationship and a sense of self. I know that Carers ACT is the delivery partner for the Carers Gateway in the ACT. How can people get in touch and have a yarn about how you can help? Carers can now call the one national number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services. What if people don't know exactly what they need help with? Can they still call? Totally. You don't have to know exactly what to ask for. You can just talk through any problems you are having and the Care Gateway staff will try and match you with services that can help. Amazing. Thanks for filling us in. Thanks everyone for listening to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts. See ya.